Hey, thanks for tuning in to Transform Her Radio. This is your girl, Cece, glam goddess, Sierra. You can call me those things, but do not call me a queen. I wanted to come in and talk to you guys because I know it's been a little over a week since my last episode, but I needed some me time and some time to reflect on things that I've been learning this past month. I also wanted to know what angle I wanted to approach in this next episode because I don't want it all to be centered on the same types of things, but the process of transformation is circular, it's not linear, so sometimes you arrive to the same place by taking different routes. And I believe in transforming in all angles of your life, even in how you operate and do things. So I just want to say that I appreciate everyone who has tuned into my episodes, all of the feedback that I've gotten, all of the support, the subscriptions that you guys have done, sharing it with your friends and family. It really means a lot to me. So I just wanted to leave with a thank you. And if you have not followed my channel already, make sure you do so you get notified when I post new episodes. I wanted to talk to you guys about the moon. This last quarter moon phase we are in, it is August 31st, the end of the month. And I love the moon. I've always gravitated towards it. And a lot of spiritual practitioners base things that we do off of the moon phases. For me, I've always identified with the new moon and the full moon most of all, but there are several moon phases. And right now, this is the last quarter moon. So I've been doing research. There's a a practitioner called the Sage Goddess on Instagram and Facebook. I really, really enjoy her content. And she put up information about this moon phase and some of the things that you can work on if you're trying to prepare for the new moon, which is on September 6th. And some of the things that you should focus on during the last quarter moon is realizing the results of your efforts let go of old attachments, and make room for the future. So I wanted to talk about each of those things with you guys, and I'll start with realizing the results of your efforts. It's important for you to celebrate the small wins. And I think more often than not, people can be their own worst critic and think that growth has to be some major significant act that everybody's praising, when really it could be you just overcoming your bad moods. It could be you eating better for the week. It could be you getting up a little earlier. It could be you cleaning your room consistently. Whatever it is, celebrate your small wins. Sit back and take note of the things that you've overcome. Did you break any bad habits? Did you break any big bad habits? So whether it's something as small as not biting your nails or something as big as you practicing more authenticity and honesty in your connections, or maybe you went to therapy for the first time, whatever it is, celebrate those wins for yourself. Sometimes there's not always an audience to congratulate you and pat you on the back and you have to do that for yourself. So make sure you do it. The next thing about letting go of old attachments, that is so true. And that does not just pertain to people. That also can apply to bad foods, unhealthy habits like smoking or drugs or drinking, unhealthy habits like 
not leading yourself in the morning to have enough time to get your day started. Like if you're one of those people who just rolls out of bed, showers, brushes your teeth and hits the road, um, sometimes that doesn't set you up for success. The closest thing to a state of meditation is sleep. So when you get up in the morning, taking time for yourself can really, really set the tone for you to have less stress and go out in the world with a clearer thought about what you want to accomplish that day. So try to make sure you're releasing attachments, not only to people that stunt your growth, but to habits that stunt your growth. If you want to make more money, try to see some of the things your favorite millionaire or billionaire are doing. Try to look at their social media. Do they get up in the morning? Do they have a business plan? Do they have a team of people supporting them? Do they communicate with people to make sure everybody's aware of what it is they want? Try to take note of that stuff and implement it into your own life, even if you start small. The next thing is making room for the future. Make sure you do that. You can't ask for new things if you're clinging to old things. And sometimes that tells source or God, I always say source because I'm open-minded. That tells them that you're operating from a state of lack when you cling to things that you know are no longer serving you, but you're afraid to release them because you think that something better won't come along. That's conflicting energy. And it doesn't make any sense to source when you're a woman like myself or you're a man like yourself who's trying to grow and you know you want to grow. Old keys do not unlock new doors. Remember that. So make sure you make room for the future. You clear out anything that may be stunting your growth or clouding you so that when those good things come along, you can't even see them because you're still stuck in the past and you're hanging on to cups that are no longer full. So make sure you do that. And I want to also talk about the power of silence. As a spiritual woman, I do practice divination, whether it's working with a pendulum, tarot cards, or oracle cards. So there are some tarot readers who are amazing on YouTube. They've helped me learn so much about major and minor arcana and different ways to interpret cards. Some of Dream Tarot, she's my number one. Pretty Intuitive Tarot is really good. Mother Gold Tarot is really good. And Luminous Moochie is really good. They're all on YouTube and they post free readings on a weekly basis. And then you can go over to their Patreon to get extended readings. But I watch tarot readings a lot. And this past month, Spirit's been guiding me to sit in silence a bit more. Because you don't want to give people too much of a position of authority over your destiny. And that also includes not putting people on a pedestal. The same messages that those people can get from the divine, I can get if I sit in silence and really get in tune with myself. So it's okay to look within. I do need a break from tarot and some of those things at times. And I feel like my ancestors are pleased with me when I sit in meditation in silence with them and try to come to my own ideas and my own intuition. And 
wow, it has been so amazing. Some of the revelations that have arrived to me, whether it's in the form of music or something I've seen on social media or numbers, I've been seeing angel numbers like crazy, 1111, 1212, 111, 222, 555. So I know those synchronicities just let me know. Even in doubt, I'm doing the right things. I'm in alignment. And I do believe that everything happens in divine timing. So with that, it's helped me in letting go. And letting go and releasing control are essential to growing. Because growth means you're heading into new territory that you're not familiar with. Things that you've never done places that you've never seen, people that you've never met, it's going to carry you through so much that you have to be prepared to get out of that comfort zone. So sit in silence sometimes. It's great to have friends and family and try to seek advice from them, but you also have to realize when you are giving too much of your power away to other people. Try to sit with God or sit with Source and get some answers yourself. Journal. Journaling is amazing because it really helps you get in tune with your mind, your thoughts, and your communication. Communication is important. If you're struggling to communicate, journaling is a nice way to break that barrier because you can write a letter. Say, for example, there's somebody you're not speaking to. You can write a letter as if you're going to give it to that person and never give it to them. This really helps you see how you feel because sometimes you can't arrive to clearly defined feelings until you see it on paper. So that's one method of releasing and letting go. You can write a letter and burn it. You can write a letter and leave it. You can maybe read it again in six months and see if you're still feeling that way. Journaling your goals and ideas down is important, especially for the new moon. So that's what I'm asking you guys to do for September 6th, the new moon. Make sure you journal. And what you want to journal is things that you want to accomplish in that month. The new moon is supposed to be calling in new things. That's why it's important to release and let go of old attachments in this last quarter moon so that you can make room for the future. It's also important to self-reflect right now so you know how you wanna lead for the next month. But just make sure you celebrate your small wins, you recognize the results of your efforts, whether they're good or bad, because sometimes if you're uh, approaching something a certain way and it's not working, if you realize the results of your efforts and they're not working, you can change the solution Like I said, when you're growing and transforming, you have to attack it from all angles. It's not a linear process. It's a circular process. So sometimes you come back around to something until you learn the lesson. And I just want to say that I'm proud of anybody who has been making a consistent effort to growing, even in the midst of this crazy ass pandemic that we're going through, or even in the midst of fear or self-doubt. Release all of that because we're all human. We're all in this together. And make sure you celebrate yourself. Also, I want to say with growth, 
It doesn't always have to be some big, huge thing. It's okay for it to be a small thing. You don't have to constantly be in motion to feel like you're succeeding. Maintenance is important for growth, right? So say you've accomplished something like you have been working out for two or three weeks straight and you want to keep the momentum going. So you can't look for a finish line and something like that, right? When you make a choice to be healthier, whether it's through exercising and also through dieting, there's no end or finish line to that. That's a lifestyle change that you're going to have to implement until you take your last breath. You can't eat good for three weeks and then drop the ball and think that you're not going to arrive right back to where you started. It doesn't work that way. You've got to keep putting in the work. And sometimes it looks different. Maybe one week you're going hard on cardio. Maybe the next week you're going hard on stretching and flexibility. Maybe the next week you're going hard on weights. Attack it from all angles and, you know, take note of how you're feeling. Make adjustments as needed. The right people will be there to support you. The right people will be there to understand. But I have been sitting in silence this past week or so, just so I knew what angle to approach. I, I've been reading a lot. There is a book that you may want to consider it's called Chakras and Self-Care by Ambi Cavanaugh. And I'm not getting paid to endorse this, but I think that it's important because as I mentioned earlier, having a morning routine or a morning ritual really, really sets the tone for your day. And with this book, it talks about activating the healing power of your chakras with everyday rituals you can do, whether that is using essential oils, meditating, or journaling. So with this, there are essential oils, crystals, meditations that really help you hone in on each chakra. For me, I've been working on my crown and my third eye chakra most of all, because I felt like I was suffering from a lack of clarity. So it was important for me to dive into those things. But I wanted to read something to you before I depart about the crown chakra. And I found it so fascinating. Uh, each chakra has an archetype, basically. So for the crown, the archetype is the guru. And this is from Ab Ambie Cavanaugh's book, Chakras and Self-Care. You can grab it on Amazon. She also has a podcast called Alchemy with Ambie if you want to check it out. And she focuses on using astrological cycles and the seasons as a form of coaching. She considers herself to be a modern-day alchemist, so check her out. But let me go ahead and read this to y'all, and then we can depart. The guru is a spiritual leader, showing students how to live a spiritually enlightened manner. Of course, there are many different teachers across religions and spiritual circles, but what sets the guru apart is that she is able to impart divine wisdom the desire for self-realization and a sense of wholeness within her students. This guru does not want to be your guru. She wants you to be your own guru. The guru wants to see her students both become the very best versions of themselves through their divine connection and rise above the earthly physical plane beyond the material and worldly life. 
So I really, really like that excerpt about the guru. And if you want to learn more about these archetypes and your chakras, grab this book. It's pretty easy to read. It's colorful. It lists essential oils that work for the crown chakra. All the chakras, but for the crown, frankincense, myrrh, lavender, those are some popular ones. Stones that align with that chakra also kind of resemble its color. So that would be amethyst. But there are also ones like clear quartz and selenite that align with the crown chakra as well. So you may want to consider those. But I'm trying to get more in tune with my crown chakra. So I come to that divine wisdom and understanding that all things are connected and all things do happen in divine timing. I feel like that's going to help me accomplish a goal of forgiveness. Like I said, self-forgiveness is something that I've truly been working on. But I also want to learn how to forgive others. And I always start with a definition when I'm trying to accomplish something. So I understand how humans define the word. And so for forgiveness in a psychological sense, it's defined as the intentional and voluntary process by which one who may initially feel victimized undergoes a change in feelings and attitude regarding a given offense and overcomes negative emotions such as resentment and vengeance. Now, it's key to forgive and release resentment and vengeance when you are trying to ascend and you're trying to grow. We can't make room for new things if we're holding on to old things, old situations that made us angry or bitter or hurt us. So that's important for you to understand the power of forgiveness. And I do believe just because you forgive someone does not mean that your forgiveness should come without terms and conditions it should for example somebody who has emotionally abused you if they approach you and want to be forgiven that forgiveness comes with terms and conditions as far as I'm concerned a simple sorry or an apology and an explanation won't cut it you need to see a change in behavior and oftentimes in those type of dynamics therapy is the key so if you have anybody in your life who has emotionally abused you and consistently has harmed you if they come back to you apologetically they should be willing to do things to show you that their behaviors changed make them go to therapy go together so that you can reach breakthroughs and you don't have to worry about your friends and your family gossiping about you because you are in a safe space a confidential space with someone that you can discuss your problems with that'll bounce back off of both of you and help you reach an understanding. Make sure y'all do that. I see no shame in going to therapy. I've been going to therapy all year. It started out as grief therapy after I miscarried and it's transformed and evolved as my needs have changed. So I go to a clinic out here and people often think like it's, it's not affordable. No, they have student therapists that are fresh out of school who are just as certified as someone who's been doing it for 10 years that'll charge you as low as $40 per session. And you will spend $40 on some nasty food easy. So you should be willing to spend it on getting your mind right because when your mind is right, your body follows. I love y'all. Bye.